This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So, I got to tell you that this verse is the ninth verse that we're doing today in the sixth chapter of Song of Solomon. And it's, in my view, too good to be true. I mean, it just seems like it. I know it is true, but man, it sure feels like it's too good to be true. And uh, the whole idea of the ninth letter in the Hebrew alphabet is the tet, and it is goodness. And so, this way, you can clearly see oh, is this good? It's good. Um, And I'll read it in English. It says, my dove, my undefiled, is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of her that bear her. The daughter saw her and blessed her. Yea, the queens and the concubines, concubines, they praised her. So uh, <laughs> there's a, fina- a fantastic thing that happens right here that only happens, I guess, right here as far as the Song of Solomon, that all of a sudden... You know, our beloved Jesus, the King, Solomon, Prince of Peace, now speaks in the third person. In other words, so far he's been telling us how much he thinks we're beautiful, but he's been telling us. But now he says she is. And so clearly it's one thing um, to have Jesus tell you how wonderful he thinks you are. But when he's out there telling everybody that you're number one, (laughs) And he doesn't just say you're number one. He says you're number one of the number ones. (laughs) Essentially, when he says my dove, my undefiled is but one, she is the only one. Well, that word is ahad. And actually, the verse starts with ahad in Hebrew. And and that idea of ahad, as you may know from the the Hebrew prayer, the Shema, and and certainly from Deuteronomy, where they, they quote this all the time, you know, hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. And that idea of oneness has got so many different ramifications. Um, it, it, it means a whole lot of things all, and even the number one in English has all sorts of things that it has meaning for. But in Hebrew, it really jumps out, and, and it jumps out as far as God describing himself. And so when he describes himself as one, and here he's saying, you're the one of one, sort of like this is the song of songs. Well, here... We have Jesus himself saying, you are his one of ones, right? And, and it's just a spectacular verse. And then, of course, he makes reference to our mother um, and our mother being our family. And, and it says you're favorite of the family. And so, uh, you know, I think it's neat that Matthew Henry points out that, you know, children themselves, often the favorite child just has a different whole demeanor about them because they felt like they were the beloved all the way through. And what this verse is saying is that we've always been the favorite. We've always been uh, cherished. And of course, we know that this is how he feels about his church in general. It's not just me, but it's me and you and you and you. <laughs> and so all of us, we're his favorite. And then, then it's so cool that it says the queens, the concubines, they praised her. In other words, the people see you and they see Jesus. And you, it's not exactly, how, you don't know how this works, but people are become very fond of you that you don't even know. So I have to tell a bit of a story that's played out in my life yesterday. It was like God wanted to show me this verse after he showed me it in, in real life. So yesterday um, I went and visited the dealership that years ago I'd been fired from. And honestly, because it kind of hurt me when I was fired, and this was 25 years ago, 
you know, I, it wasn't my favorite place to go back. But the person that replaced me is still there and doing very well. And so I went to see him actually, as God put it on my heart, to offer him a sponsorship for the Christian Car Guy show. And what he said amazed me because, again, this person would have been my number one competitor for years and years and years and years. And, and he was so glad to see me, and he treated me so graciously. And, and then he said something to me that kind of blew my mind. He said, I've never met anybody, Robbie, that didn't love you. I mean, you, you have a reputation of, the, of one of the nicest guys. And to hear that from him, um, it was like I was being, like living out this verse. Like even people that would have a reason to not like you, really like you. <laughs> and, and not be, because of me, what happens is they see Jesus as a result of my reputation or whatever that, that is. You know, I clearly know that the reason that we're one is because we're reflecting the oneness of God. And, and that whole ahad idea of, of unity, of, uh, uh, of priority, uh, of all the different things that go into that number one. And it, it's such a thing to, to meditate on and, and to, um, you know, pray about, like, God, how, how exactly does this work? And can my heart accept that this is true, that, that not only do you tell me how beautiful I am and all these things in front of me, but, you know, what will it be like in heaven the day that, you know, God has his arm around you, Jesus has his arm around you, and he says, you know, let me tell you about my friend. Let me tell you about my love, my undefiled. Let me tell you about, you know, this escapade and that escapade and the time that we did this together. Can you imagine even for a moment what that's going to be like and it seems too good to be true, right? Because we've been told all our life by the enemy that we don't measure up. But here, Jesus wants to make it so clear, so clear that, you, that he sees this a whole lot different than you do. And, and, you know, his ways are not our ways, and he sees things we can't see. And what he sees is your number one, your number one. <laughs> I think it's so amazing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>